Hello and welcome to the Bliss Career Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything career. I am your host, Dan Solomon, and in this podcast, I am bringing you interviews with people just like you, people who were once in your shoes. I'm also going to be talking with HR managers as well as people who are experts in their various fields. We have a lot of stuff to unpack today, so please sit tight and relax and let's get to it then. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in today. Really, very much appreciated. Today I'm going solo. After the wonderful conversation I had with Raman in the last episode, I decided to go solo today to talk about a topic that I find really interesting. I'm going to be talking about something that hovers around motivation. But don't worry, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be giving you a motivational speech here. I think you have a lot of dosage of that um, you can find on YouTube or Facebook. This is going to be different and it's going to be something interesting. So just, just hang in there, right? But before I start, I want to tell you that they can see through you. So this is my punchline. They can see through you, right? So make sure you get your bullshit together. I'm going to tie this with the motivation topic. But before I continue, how, how many times have you, have you come across or how many times have you come out of an interview thinking that you nailed it? You're like, wow, I nailed this interview. I answered all the questions, but only to get a rejection a week later. I'm sure most of you have experienced this. I have experienced this myself. So you thought you had a rapport with the interviewer. The questions you answered all were like crystal clear. You answered all the technical questions that were thrown at you. But still, you couldn't get into the door. No, you couldn't, right? What happened? So once you get into those rounds, those, those final check-it rounds, there's usually the fine lines. I call them the fine lines. It's, so you're technically qualified. So everything is fine with you. It's just that one or two things just didn't click. And it clicked better with another candidate. And that is why I call them the fine lines, right? And one of those fine lines is what I want to talk about today. One of the fine lines is usually, what is your motivation for working with the company? What is your motivation and how do you come across? What is your motivation in general? This is not a new topic. You hear this all the time. So why do you want to work for us? Of all the companies out there, why did you decide to come to us? This is really, this is where you need to shine. Show them you've done your research. Make references. Back up what you've said. You want to say, okay, I am doing this because of this. I, I, I think I want to work for your company because of that. I would, I would lay down some principle later in the conversation, but this is where you really want to shine. For example, I love that you're currently working on this project or that your project or your value proposition resonates with me because blah, blah, blah. You get my point. You get what I mean. Your answer needs to be crystal clear because this is something you definitely should have thought about and shouldn't be surprised when you're asked this question. Whatever interview article you read that tells you how to prepare for an interview, they will definitely tell you that you need to be well prepared for this kind of questions. But there's always a but. And once the but comes, you know what it means, right? Many times, the answer we give here is usually not crystal clear. And of course, this is no surprise, right? I'm not surprised that the answer is not crystal clear. I'm not surprised because it, it, it just depends on where the priority is. In many cases, you segment companies, you submit companies based on priorities. So there are companies that you really want to work for. And there are some, so I put that, let me put that in the first bucket. 
So in the first bucket are companies you really want to work for. In the second bucket are companies you're okay working for. And then in the third bucket, <laughs> this is where you find the companies that you say, okay, fine, if this is the only option I have, well, I just go with them. Now, your motivation will be different depending on where the companies are in your category. I can bet with you that when it comes to the company that you really want to work for, those in the first bucket, you always have a refined reason why you want to work for them. This is normal. You have been dreaming about them for a long time. You've been already strategizing how you're going to conquer them for a very subconsciously, right? Your brain tries to align with this. So it's no surprise that when you're asked this question in an interview, boom, you have a perfect answer. But once you start going to the second bucket, the ones you're okay working with, or to the third bucket, the one that you're like, well, this is the only option I have, then your reason starts becoming really blurry. And this is where you need to be to be very careful. Because the problem is, how many times do you hit the jackpot and only get calls from companies in your first bucket? How many times do you, do you get calls from companies you really want to work for? That you've been dreaming about the whole time very seldom and who even told you that that company that you really want to work for would turn out to be what you thought it would be <laughs> right so this is your perception from the outside this is a perception from what um i would say the outside world tells you a really good company is maybe the company is big you want to work for a big company the company is famous let's say you want to work for google you want to work for apple like who told you that that would be the right place for you this is just what your mind has has um categorized this is why it is important to go into an interview making sure that your motivation or the reason why you want to work for them is crystal clear i want to stress this point again make sure that the reason why you want to work for them is crystal clear you do not want to be debating whether you want to join the company at that stage like leave leave the decision to when you get the offer <laughs> yes when you get the offer you can decide if you want to accept it or not but during the interview you want to be straightforward once you get the offer then you can do whatever you want it's it's really important like I don't know if you're placing the same level of importance to this question as I am, but it, it plays an important role. I have lots of stories to share, and I definitely have a story on this topic. I'm just going to drive straight to it. So before graduating, I was looking for options for my next step. There were lots of options and industries that I could go into because I was, I was I would say I had a diverse background and I, I, I could go into various industries, but I was, I was very interested to work in the energy space. And there was one particular graduate program that was extremely, <laughs> okay, maybe I can't use the word extremely here, but I was really interested in this graduate program. I had my story set out. All was crystal clear in my head. It was a corporate banking. The, 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 the graduate program would have been in a corporate banking space for energy markets. And I thought I would be the perfect candidate for this role, right? I dreamt about this role. I researched this company. I knew almost everything they were involved in. Like, this was the perfect fit to my first bucket. And as you can recall, right, <laughs> you know what I said about winning the jackpot, or, or the jackpot, right? How many times do, do you get calls from the companies you have in your first bucket? In my case, 
I flopped the online test. <laughs> I was so pissed. And I did not even get a chance to pitch how great I was for the role. Remember, I told you about hitting the jackpot again, right? For companies you really want to have in the first bucket. Like in this case, I didn't. Anyways, I moved on. So next, I applied to another company. Now the company was an investment banking firm based in the Netherlands. So in general, I liked the company. The presumed culture was, okay, from the outside, looked, looked really nice. I, 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 like, I was like, yeah, I could do it. But I wasn't sure, right? I just said I could do it. I applied to them. And yeah, that was how it went. But there was a problem. There was a huge problem. And this was, <laughs> you would see why there was a problem. I wasn't much interested in the sectors that this company covered. So at this point, I started questioning my decision. Why do I want to work for them? I don't like the sectors. I'm not interested in the sectors because I had a very strong connection to the energy space and I wanted to work in the energy space. But there was also a second problem. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go back to investment banking. I wasn't sure. So I had done an, in an internship in this space and I wasn't really sure if this is the direction I wanted my career to go. So you see two uncertainties. And that's a big problem. I'm sure you can see the problem building up. I had two uncertainties. I had to clear, which I didn't before the interview. Anyways, I applied and they called me for a telephone interview. So they probably like what I told them. And then they decided to, to invite me for an in-person interview. So this one was more technical, gauging competence. In this case, all went fine, right? I knew my stuff. Everything went well. I answered the questions like a typical interview I had with an analyst, with an associate and a VP. So if, you, if you're if interviewing for, for an investment banking position, this is a typical route. So I went through this. All, all went well. Some days later, I got a call for a final interview. I was like, awesome. This is going really well, right? <laughs> but the previous one didn't really poke into why I really want, wanted to work for them. They were more interested to gauge my technical competence. Now the last round, oh man, that that interview was 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 <laughs> was something. So I had five in, five guys, right? Um, they they were either partners of the firm or managing directors. And these guys, they've been with the company, they've worked in this space for I don't know decades. So they know their stuff. But the interview wasn't technical. It it was really like on a conversational base, one hour each, some forty five minutes, and. I went in, right? But remember, I was still confused. I did not know if I really wanted to work for them. My motivation, like it wasn't crystal clear. I had to prepare for this question, but it still wasn't crystal clear in my head because I had those doubts. So I went into the interview, one after the other, those guys. So it, it was just like charting, observing. They were nodding their heads. Some were taking few notes. Um, towards the end, my I was my I was brain dead, right? It's just too many many questions uh, that I had to think, I had to formulate. And and it was fine. Some of the guys even shared some personal stories with me. But there was one question that one of the guys, I think one of the, one question that stood out. And then they asked me, so why do you want to work for us? I see you have more exposure um, to the energy space, but what lured, what lured you to come here? And if we were to hire you, what sector would you like to focus on and why? Mind you, right, <laughs> I knew that they were going to ask me this question. Um, I've been to tons of interviews to, to already know the pattern. So theoretically, I was prepared. Mentally, though, I wasn't. My brain did not connect to what I was saying. It's like there was no connection. There was no connection at all. Like I was just talking from my head. 
So everything was just going out, but there was no connection. Now, if you know me and you hear me talk about something that resonates with me, that I'm passionate about, then you would definitely tell. In this case, that was missing. Really, I could, I could tell myself. In my mind, though, right? So in my mind, though, I thought I did the job. I, I thought I answered all the questions and I told them where I would like to focus on. I told them my motivation for working with the company. And I told them that, wow, I'll be a great candidate if they, if they were to hire me. So just taking everything apart, I think we had a great conversation. And I thought I camouflaged it well because for me, it was like I prepared for this question. I answered it. And I thought, well, they couldn't see that I had a lot of doubts in my head, right? As I said, some of them even told me interesting stories. We laughed. Everything going perfect. I left the interview thinking, wow, this interview went well. I'm, Come on, I have this job. I'm going to get the job. <laughs> but even after that, I still had the uncertainty. But, but I just said, oh, well, I think I got a job. What came next was what I wasn't expecting. So I... After the interview, I just, yeah, I was, that was in Amsterdam. I entered the, the, the train, went back to Delft, got the bus, got back home. Before I even got back home, I got a call. <laughs> that was fast, really. And, and then it calls like, yeah, hello, Mr. Solomon. Thank you for taking your time to interview with us today. The typical lines, you know, right? We have decided not to extend an offer. Or we have decided not to extend you an offer. I'm just paraphrasing here. I can't really exact, remember the exact words, but you get the point. I did not get the job. <laughs> Remember some few hours ago, I was like, I got this job. I had the best rapport with these guys. Only to get this, this, this news over the phone that I did not get a job. Cold eyes drop. I was like, what? I thought I got a job. Okay, I know that my, my motivation, I know that I still had the doubt of whether I wanted to work for the company or not. But I wanted to have the offer to, to at least look at the options I had. Right. So which is why I was really hoping that I could have gotten the offer, but I didn't. I didn't. What? I thought I did great in there. But wait, it's coming, right? The next sentence is what I least expected. The next sentence, it's coming. So this is what the guy said. We did not feel that you're fully motivated to work for us because you couldn't convince us enough. And which is why we're not extending the offer. I was like, holy moly. Right? How did they know? <laughs> How did they know? Seriously, how did they really know this? In my head, I was like, how did they know? This didn't come as a surprise to me that I wasn't motivated or my motivation wasn't crystal clear. I knew that. So I knew that my, my motivation wasn't clear from my end. But I thought that I tried to convey this message to them in the best possible way without them knowing that my motivation wasn't clear. Right? I thought I could camouflage it and I thought it went well. But apparently, I did not do a good job. <laughs> I did not do a good job. So, that statement, we did not feel you're fully motivated, stuck with me. Since that day, I did not play around with this question. Like, I never play around with this question. Now, I don't know what importance you place to it, but I really want to indulge you guys you should place a high importance to this question because the company is looking for someone who is motivated to work for them. And you need to tell them that, right? You need to tell them that. They need to see it crystal clear. So people, they see through you. They can tell if you're bullshitting. Seriously, I'm sorry for using the word bullshitting, but seriously, they can see through you. 
I do not know how they do it, but I know they do. You, you want to get your act together before going in for that interview. I'm in a quest, I'm in a quest for finding an answer to this because I'm really curious. Maybe I do a PhD, a PhD on this topic. But before that, I don't think you have the time to wait for me to do a PhD to have an answer to how to do it, right? So you want to make sure that for your next interview, you're well prepared and you know how to answer this question. Why do you want to work for us? So think deep, think hard why you want to work for any company. No matter which bucket that company falls into, if it falls into the third bucket, it doesn't matter. For the interview process, you want to make sure that you tick all the boxes. And after the interview, once you are extended an offer, you can decide if you want to work for them or not. Nobody forces you, right? Now, let me just give you some tips. So I know some of you might be struggling. If you have a company in the second bucket, so the company you're okay working with, or in the third bucket, the one you're like, well... If I get an offer for them, well, yeah, yeah, I could see myself surviving that company. I could work for them. This is a trick because you want your mind to be set for the D-Day. So how do you do this? You do this by making sure you overload your brain with a lot of information about the company. This will help you in other aspects of the interview anyways, right? So first of all, you want to follow the company to fully understand in depth what they do. So you need to dedicate some time to read articles about the company, um, read their most recent annual reports, company presentations, press releases. Like, especially if the company is public, you can get this information at the platter. If the company is not public, well, that's a different level of, uh, of, of difficulty. But at least find any information you can get about the company and read. Just read. You need to know about the market. Know what the company's strategy is in the next years, right? Where do they want to focus on? What challenges are they facing? Where do you see them going, right? Who are their major competitors? And like all these kind of questions, they will help you frame your mind. If you have to make a compromise, then make sure that you are at peace with such compromise. As long as it's not ethical. I'm not saying you should go make an unethical compromise. So, as long as it's not ethical, then make a compromise. Make sure you're at peace with that compromise right before you go in for that interview. Now, if you combine this to what I just mentioned with reading a lot about the company, follow the company on LinkedIn, whatever source you want to use, read a lot about them, something magic happens, right? There's a magical thing that happens. What it, what it does is your brain starts registering this. So once you overload your brain with information about the company, your brain would sink and you start coming to terms with working for the company or the industry for that moment, right? So this helps you with your motivation because by the time you go into the interview, your head would be glowing with uh, an incredible amount of information you have about the company and you'll be able to connect the dots about why you really want to work for them. In this case, you sound untethered. So if you're still in doubt, or before I go to that, if you're still in doubt, like just imagine a situation. They ask, why do you really want to work for us? And you've read a lot about the company and you realize that the company is struggling from competition, that the, the competition is it's, it's, it's gradually encroaching its market share, it's struggling. Like, and, and then you say, I really want to work for this company. I have the interest to, to help the company to regain market share. 
Now, you've done two things. You've shown them that you know the struggle that they're having. And secondly, you're interested to work with them to help them do this. Are you going to be able to succeed? I don't know. I don't care, right? <laughs> this is just an interview. You, the, the reality is different once you start working for them. But you've shown them that you know their pain point and you're willing to still go in despite knowing that they're struggling. And then you've offered a solution. Maybe we can do ABC to help regain market share. You see what I mean, right? But if you're still in doubt, so you're still in doubt after all this. So you reach out to people that work for these companies and ask your questions. Talk to a friend again. This would help you to gain clarity. So you need to clarify things in your mind. And please, and please, you need to do this before you go for the interview. I beg you, do it before you go for the interview. Gain the clarity you want before you go for the interview. Because if you go into that interview and you're still not sure if you want to work for them, no matter what you say, right? You could say you want to kneel down there and worship them they would catch your bluff. Seriously, they would catch your bluff because those guys can see through you. As I said, I don't know how to do it. Don't ask me. I'm not HR. I'm not a manager. I don't know how to do it. I'm really, I really want to find that hack how to do it. But they can see you. They can read you. You can try to hide behind the mask, but it's not going to work. So which is why you need to make sure that you have clarity before you go for that interview. Remember, you want to be able to have the choice to decide only once you've been extended the offer. So once you get the offer, you can decide if you want to take it or not. One thing you don't want to do, you do not want motivation to be the reason they said no. Because this is something that you can easily prepare for and make sure you have a crystal clear answer. So once again, they can see through you. So make sure that you have it packaged. Congratulations again for getting to that interview. It's really these days, this is really gold. And for you guys that are still applying and hoping for an interview, I hope you get one soon. And if you get one, make the most out of it. So again, congratulations. Go nail that interview. And I wish you guys all the best. But please remember, they can see through you. Right. So please <laughs> make sure you have your bullshit intact before you go in there. So this was what I had um, installed today and um, I hope you enjoyed it and looking forward to the next episode. But to then I want to say I wish you all the best and good luck. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode. If you got any value from this podcast, please hit the subscribe button to stay updated when new episodes are published. Oh, and remember sharing is caring. Share the podcast with a friend to make sure he or she is not missing out. And as always, you can find all the tools and the templates you need on blisscareer.de. Until then, I wish you a wonderful time ahead. Bye-bye and stay safe.